Hi, my name is Ed Derner. I want to talk to you today about some of the changes that kids are facing, and we're really noticing it here at Messiah, as we see that each child is uniquely different. If you have one child, or maybe even more than one, one child, you know that every child is different. And it's amazing how two kids from the same family can be very, very different. You can have one child that's compliant, maybe one child that's more defiant, more of a challenged child. You have one child that's creative, one child that's more organized, or another one that might be less organized. You know, kids are very, very different. And what's interesting, even within the church, is that sometimes what we do is we expect all kids to be at the same place at the same time. Education can be a great, child, a great challenge for educators because we expect kids in third grade to be all up to speed at third grade. When kids are in eighth grade, we expect all the kids to be around the same place when they're in eighth grade. But the reality is, is that some kids are early bloomers. Some kids are late bloomers. Some kids are ahead of the curve. Some kids are behind the curve. And so it really becomes quite a challenge when you're dealing with a group of kids trying to get the same group of kids to be in the same place. Well, we're noticing those changes even in church, and we're noticing that, that things are going on in the lives of kids, and I want to walk you through some of those changes because what we want to do is help you as a parent know how you can best help your child to develop spiritually. Because we know, based upon surveys that we've taken, that spiritual development is important to you. That's one of the reasons why you have your kids in church. And so let me help you walk through some of those things as we kind of discover what those changes are that are taking place in the lives of kids and what we can do as parents in order to help our kids to grow and mature spiritually. We have about 30 kids that are in what we call a confirmation program. It's an intentional ministry where we help kids learn more about Jesus, learn more about the Bible. And we noticed that something was going on. We noticed that out of 30 kids that were in the program, about 22 of those kids weren't even coming half-time, and eight of those kids were coming half-time or more. And we have the most amazing ministry that we do here as part of our confirmation program. And we have dedicated volunteers that give up every single Tuesday. They're here around lunchtime, and they give up that time, and they prepare, and they meet together, and they decide what they're going to do for the kids on that coming weekend. They look at overall uh, program of what, what it is that they're trying to accomplish to help your child grow more spiritually. And yet when we noticed that the numbers were, were just not reflecting the effort and the energy that was being put into it, we decided it was time to, to take a survey. So last spring, I sat down with the eighth grade parents, about 60 of them, and I surveyed them and I asked them a number of questions, three pages of questions. And I want to get back to you now. I want to share with you the results of those surveys. One of the things that you identified in that survey that you value is character development. You want your child to grow up to be respectable young men and young women. Another thing that you develop or that you value is community. You want your child to be in a community with other people, that you want them to have friends that you want them to have good mentors, that you want them to be in groups where they really get to know other people. You're also looking for growth opportunities. You want your child to continue to grow and to develop. You're looking for serving opportunities, places where your child can go and make a difference in the lives of other people. You're looking for classes where they can grow and they can, they can develop 
uh, educationally and also spiritually. And the other thing that you said that you valued was spiritual development. These are all wonderful things that every parent seeks to instill in the lives of their kids. Except here's what we also discovered from our survey. You told us along the way that one of the things that you're faced with as a family is you're tired, you're fatigued because you're running all week long. There's so many different things, there's so many schedules that you have to take or you have to keep. There's lots of activities that you're running to on behalf of your kids and there's homework to do and there's meals to cook and there's places to go. You have so many things on your plate that you're tired. Not only that, but when it comes to Sunday morning, oftentimes you're just a little bit too tired to get up. You stayed out late Saturday night. Your kids stayed out late Saturday night. And when you get up on Sunday morning, it's your only day to sleep in. The other, the other thing that we found out from the surveys is that there's a lot of uh, conflict that's going on within families. Husbands and wives are struggling to get along. Some families have gone through divorce or going through divorce. Sometimes there's a respect issue going on that parents aren't respecting their kids, kids aren't respecting their parents, and it becomes even more of a challenge each and every day. And one of the last things you want to do as a parent is fight with your child about going to church, about going to worship, about going to confirmation class. As we pondered through all of the surveys, we met with a group of people that sat down to analyze all of the surveys. And one of the results that we walked away with is that the things that you value as parents, you're making sure that you're getting for your kids, and we commend you for that. But because time is of, of the essence, so often parents are making the choice to put their kids in activities and in sports, and what they're doing is they're not making any kind of spiritual development a priority. I want to tell you, there's a battle for the heart of your kids. And because of some of these decisions, what's happening is that our kids are struggling in their faith. One of the books that I want to recommend that you read is a book entitled Already Gone. It's a book by Ken Ham. I recommend that you read it. We gave out a hundred of them to the faith family here, to the parents. We want them to read it. Because what it shows in there is that already starting in middle school, kids are having doubts about their faith. 40% of them have doubts when they're in middle school. 44% of the kids have doubts while they're in high school. And then another 11% have doubts while they're in college. And what this means is that already in middle school, when parents are already struggling in all of the activities and in fatigue and struggling within their families, what it means is that kids at the same time are going through some doubts and don't necessarily believe in the things that are being taught. This provides a great challenge for the church, and it provides a great challenge for you as parents. What, is, what can we do about it as parents? What can we do? We've noticed one other change over the years, and what that change is is that years ago, maybe this was in your situation too, your parents brought you when they went to church. Whenever they were going to church, they brought you along with them. But then we noticed a, a shift, and that shift was that parents began to drop off their kids. And then there was one more shift, is that parents weren't even dropping off their kids. Oftentimes, they were allowing them to stay home, or taking them to other activities, or on Sunday mornings, taking them to other sporting events or other activities in that child's life. 
And so what we're running into is that no matter how amazing the things that we do here at Messiah, no matter how amazing our Ignite is, which is our, our class for, for seventh and eighth graders, no matter how amazing the things that we do for Fusion, which is our high school ministry here, if your child is not involved in it, it doesn't matter. And I think you'd agree with me that the, the ministry that we do here at Messiah is amazing and the volunteers we have are amazing and they pour into the hearts and lives of our kids. But if your child isn't here, then they don't reap the benefit of any of those things. For those of you parents that are uh, bringing your kids, making sure that they're involved in these ministries, bringing them to worship with you, I want to commend you. You've got the hardest job in the whole world. Every parent does. Raising up our kids to be respectable men and women of God who know Jesus, who love Jesus, who follow Jesus. It's the hardest job in the whole world. And so I commend you parents for what you're doing in order to make sure that those things happen. And I want to affirm you parents that are doing these things. Don't take offense. I commend you for what you're doing, and I just want to say keep up the great work because it's going to pay off in the lives of your kids. If we're going to keep our kids close to Jesus, I want you to take ownership. Somewhere along the line, it seems like society delegated the spiritual responsibility of their children to the church. Now, when you think about the church, I'm one of the pastors. Who did you delegate that to? The church is made up of all of us, all of the people, all of the parents, all of the kids. Somewhere along the line, that responsibility was delegated. I want to encourage you, don't delegate it. Take that responsibility back into your own hands. I want you to take ownership for your own spiritual life and the ownership of the spiritual lives of your kids. We're trying to instill in your kids that they need to take ownership for their own faith also. And if you're doing everything that you can, and we're doing everything as a church that we can do, we think the results are going to be great in the lives and the hearts of our kids. I want to encourage you to live your faith. There's another shift in kids, in the things that kids are doing and seeing. One of those shifts is, is that kids want to see your faith before they hear you talk about your faith. They want to see your faith in action. Parents, your kids are watching you more than ever before. They want to see if you love Jesus. They want to see if you believe in Jesus. They want to see in your actions of how you treat your spouse, how you are in your home life. They want to see Jesus in you. And when they see Jesus in you, the likelihood of them catching it and believing it and living it are much greater. The number one reason why kids leave the church today is hypocrisy. It's not hypocrisy among the church families. It's not when kids come to church that they see something different in the, in the lives and hearts of the church. It's not that they see a difference in, in pastors and what they say and what they do. Actually, it's what they see at home. Kids are leaving the church and saying, why would I want to be a part of a church when my parents don't act the same at church as they act at home? And so if you really want to see your kids develop spiritually, it has to start with you. And we want to partner with you. We, as a, as a church, we want to partner with you. 
We want to do everything that we can to help you grow spiritually. We want to do everything we can to help you get filled up so that you can be the model for your own kids. Another thing that you can do that I want to encourage you to do is to attend worship regularly. I'm surprised when I see some of the statistics. These are from the kids that have already been confirmed. And only out of 113 kids, only 14 of those kids attend worship more than two times a month. That's not very good statistics. But we notice the correlation. Their families worship about the same time. I want to encourage you, parents. I want to encourage you, bring your kids to worship. Don't stay home. Bring your kids to worship and model it so that they have the best chance of developing spiritually in your home. I also want to encourage you to pray with your kids. It's important. It doesn't matter how old they are. We have devotions. We pray with our kids. We talk about Jesus regularly around our house. And I want to encourage you to do the same. If you have a Bible, I want to encourage you to open it up. I want you to look at Deuteronomy chapter 6. Let me read a couple of verses here for you. This is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Friends, God's encouraging us as parents to live our faith, to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and model that for our kids. And it's the best model for our kids. I also want to encourage you to encourage your kids to participate in all of the, the efforts and all of the activities that we're offering here at Messiah. Some of the things that we're going to be doing is we're going to be starting a small group ministry for your kids, both for those that are in junior high school and in high school. Please encourage your kids to participate. The first week of October, what we're going to do is have a small group for, for middle school boys and middle school girls, for high school boys and a group for high school girls. So we'll have four different groups. And I want to encourage you, encourage your kids to participate. Sometimes I hear kids say, well, I don't know anybody. Well, that's easily overcome when you bring your kids. When you bring your kids and they spend time with other, with other kids, they get to know other kids, and they make friends with other kids. And so I would say, don't accept that as one of the reasons why not to bring your kids. I want to encourage you, bring your kids. It'll make all the difference in the world. I also want to encourage you to talk with your kids about where they are in their faith. It's okay to ask your kids, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in the Bible? Are there any questions? Do you have any doubts? Do you have any concerns about your faith? And I encourage you, talk with your kids about their faith. Some of you may have a hard time with this. Just ask them questions. It'll make all the difference in the world. And they'll show your kids that you care about their spiritual lives. There's all kinds of things that I just asked you to do as parents, but I want to walk you through some of the things that we're going to be doing as a faith family. Besides the small group ministry that starts up in October, which I told you a little bit about, Fusion, which is a high school ministry, is going to meet on Sunday evenings 
It started already on September 13th. I would encourage you to bring your kids every Sunday evening because it's a great time. They had a wonderful time this last weekend. And I want to encourage you to bring them at night on Sunday evenings and encourage them to participate in this ministry. It's a great large group activity where they're going to get to know a lot of different kids and have a great time learning about Jesus. Another thing that we're going to be doing is, is retreats, both for middle school and for high schoolers. We know that retreats and events are very important in the lives of your kids. So somewhere around January, February, we're going to have a high school retreat, and we're going to have a retreat for the middle school uh, students in the springtime. And I want to encourage you, make sure that you encourage your kids to participate in those events also. Coming up on January 29th and 30th, we're doing something called Declaration. This is something for you and for your kids. Declaration will take place on a Friday night and a Saturday morning, and we're going to gather hundreds together, and we're going to talk to you and your kids, because this is for both of you. Bring your kids with you, and we want you to learn about what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus Christ? What does it mean to love Jesus with all your heart, soul, and mind? What does it mean to believe in Jesus? And over the course of this two days, we're going to be very intentional about teaching you from the scriptures. And at the end of that, we're going to invite you and your kids to do this together. To go before the church on a Sunday morning. And we're going to declare our faith together with our kids. Instead of in the confirmation rite, it's just the kids and all of us are spectators. Declaration is different. Declaration is when we go up with our kids and we declare ourselves to be followers of Jesus Christ and we do it with our kids. I can't think of anything more powerful to do with our kids and what a great witness for our kids that we're standing up to declare our faith to. So keep that in mind, and I want to encourage you to plan on this in January, of, to do it with your kids. The other things that we're doing is to help reach your kids is we're using technology. We're using Facebook and Twitter, texting, MySpace. All of these different technologies, we're trying to utilize them to the fullest to reach your kids. We're planning an online campus ministry so that your kids are going to be able to worship not only here, but they'll be able to worship online at designated times. And we want to just keep assuring you and telling you, encourage your kids to participate in all of these things. Lastly, I want to tell you about what's happening, one of the changes that we're going to be making with our confirmation program. On October 25th, our ninth graders are going to be confirmed. On May 2nd, 2010, our 7th graders and 8th graders combined will have a, the right of confirmation. That'll be the last time that Messiah has the right of confirmation. As we look at kids in high school, and most kids don't come back, the vast majority of kids are, are rarely attending worship. And so one of the changes that we're making is that we're no longer going to continue the rite of confirmation because it seems statistically like this is not working. But in its place, I want to assure you that in its place, we're putting great things. Sunday morning for our middle school students, we're going to continue to have an excellent middle school Ignite ministry. Sunday morning with the high schoolers starting in October of 2009, we're going to be having leadership training. We've already started the evening activities on Sunday night. We have declaration. We're doing everything that we can to help your kids grow spiritually and develop spiritually, which I know is something that's also important to you. But in order to do this more effectively, 
we're not going to be doing the confirmation program the way that you've known it in the past. And we think by making this change and not having this, we have a better chance of reaching your kids and a better chance of growing them up in Jesus so that they might have a personal relationship with Jesus. Another reason why we're stopping the rite of confirmation at eighth grade is because what we've realized is that all the kids aren't ready in eighth grade. Every year for the last few years, I've noticed that there are a number of kids that aren't ready to confess their faith. They're not ready to stand up and say that they believe in Jesus at eighth grade. Some are ready in seventh grade. Some may not be ready till high school. Instead of forcing every child to do it in eighth grade, we want to give parents and kids the opportunities to wait until their child is ready, then go through declaration together. And we think this would be much better of helping your child, when they're ready, to take that step of faith and in their walk with Jesus. Friends, those are some of the changes that are taking place in the lives of our youth. And I want to encourage you that it's really up to you and us together. That if the church and the home work together, if you as parents are doing everything you can, and we at the church, which is really the body of believers, are doing everything that we can to pour into your kids. We can create these wonderful environments for your kids. It's up to you to make sure that your kids are participating. And I want to encourage you parents to do everything that you can for the sake of your child's spiritual life because their eternity is depending on it. I get scared when I think about 66% of the kids that walk out that church door will never return again. And my heart is for the kids. And I want to encourage you as parents, as grandparents, and as a church, that we're going to do everything that we can together for the sake of our kids so that they walk with Jesus their entire life. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you taking the time to think about some of these things that are going on in the lives of our kids. And again, I just want to encourage you to do everything that you possibly can for the sake of your child spiritually. Thank you, and God bless you.